Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm joined by Kirk Smith, Executive Director of Illinois Christian Home Educators. We're speaking at the uh, annual convention. Before we get into that, let me ask you about this, Kirk. State lawmakers have passed legislation requiring feminine hygiene products in girls' and boys' school bathrooms. They've also sent the governor a bill mandating that hardcore sex ed be taught in public schools. The brainwashing begins in kindergarten. Will this be good for home education? Will it force Christian parents to get their kids out of government schools? Well, Monty, I can't help but think that, yes, it will definitely help people. I will say over the years I've been somewhat amazed that I'm thinking this will be the straw that breaks the camel's back. This will be the straw that breaks the camel's back. And at some point, Christian parents and really just moral parents have got to come to the point to understand the trajectory that our state government is on. This is not something new. This is not a, an aha moment. This is just a continuation of what we've seen for the last you know, 20 years in our state government by and large. And I don't know what it will take, especially for Christian parents, to bring their kids out of the public school, to bring them home into a, a safe environment. Mind, let's face it. 25, 30 years ago, if these things were talked about in the public school, administrators would have been arrested for indecency. And you think how far our culture has come in such a short amount of time. Well, this big sex ed bill, you know, they've been teaching sex ed, the wrong type of sex ed for years, but it's really ramped up. I'm hesitant to say anything about what they're actually teaching. Yes. And that's how far we've gone. Yes, this is not about education, folks. This is about perversion. Uh, these things ought not to be spoken about. I'm not even talking moralistically. I'm talking just maturity-wise. These young kids are not ready for this information. And it might come down to some local municipality saying, no, not here, we're not going to do that. Because at some point, it's got to draw a line somewhere. But what do you say to Christian homeschool parents who will say, well, my kids are out of the public school system. I don't have to worry about that. Should they? Absolutely. You and I both know, Monty, if you give the government an inch or two, they'll take six or seven or eight. So this is everybody's responsibility to address. We cannot be like an ostrich and stick our head in the sand and think that this is going to miss us. While much of the legislation right now is not a directly addressing homeschoolers, you can see things lining up in the long haul. And we've got to be persistent and adamant about getting involved in the legal process. And if we don't, we are handing the state uh, our kids. And I remember several years ago when uh, Governor Blagojevich uh, went to prison, I was interviewed in a, from a paper in Springfield, and they asked about uh, Governor Blagojevich's indictment. And I said, this is not just an indictment about Blagojevich. This is an indictment upon us who put them there. 
Now, I didn't vote for him, but I didn't work hard enough against him. And so we have to understand this is an indictment upon really all Christian parents and all churches when we are putting people in places of authority, whether it's the governor or our general assembly, who have teachings and beliefs and they vote contrary to the word of God. We just can't get around that, especially in America where we're blessed to have a vote. This is not like a dictatorship or a monarchy. We have the right to vote and get involved. And I would say not just a right, a responsibility. And the responsibility to be an informed voter. Absolutely. Our generation of all the characteristics that I've heard, one of the best might be we're not a thinking people anymore. When I think about Lincoln coming to Galesburg and people spending out five, six hours out in the rain and the cold to hear the debate between he and Douglas, and I look at our landscape today, we have so much more access, but yet we're more apathetic about learning where people stand. IFI always gets your, uh, the voting guides, what people stand. It just cannot be an excuse anymore. And for Christian parents who are sending their kids into the uh, public school setting, I understand many say, well, uh, salt and light. You know, we want to be light and, uh, to the darkened world. But the reality is this, we don't send our kids off at 14, 15, or 10, or 11 to go fight militarily. Folks, this is a spiritual battle. Our kids are not equipped to fight this battle at this point. So we must be wise, pull our kids out, but also be a part of the political process. You talked about homeschool parents becoming active, but they should also care about the kids who are still left behind in the public schools who are faced with this. They should be praying about this. Absolutely, we should be praying for our nation, for our state, and for our local municipalities because we're all one community and we cannot get away from that. And just, you know, the Bible talks about in Proverbs that when the righteous are in power, the people are glad. And when the wicked rule, it's a heavy load for everybody. So we all suffer or we all rise together. So yes, indeed, we must get involved, again, at all levels. Well, Kirk, some Democrats in the legislature want to erode some of the freedom that home educators now enjoy in Illinois. They could conceivably use DCFS to check up on homeschoolers, etc. What are your thoughts about that? Are we out of the woods? We're never out of the woods. I don't care what state you're in, but we've been incredibly blessed in Illinois with our homeschooling laws. Our legislators to this point have gotten it. You don't fix what's not broken, Monty. It's just ridiculous. We are scoring well statistically. Socially, our kids are doing well. Now colleges are aggressively uh, trying to recruit homeschoolers to their college. Homeschooling works because who our kids hang around becomes their greatest teachers. And when our parents, when parents get involved with their kids' lives, no one's going to care for their kids like parents. I know a lot of great school teachers. I was one as my wife was. But no one cares for their kids like parents. And homeschooling is so rich because we can, number one, choose what curriculum is best. And Monty, many folks will understand this. The curriculum in homeschooling, it's some of the best around because it's based on capitalism. It's not like the government schools where there's contracts and there's friendships and all these deals are made that may or may not be the best curriculum. In the homeschool community, it's all about capitalism. The best rise to the top and the, the rest do not make it. So as parents, you can have the best curriculum for your kids. You don't have to wait four or five years for a state mandate or a local school board to change things. You can change it in one week and start off brand new. So it works well. Well, let's talk about that curriculum. Is some of this leftist propaganda seeping into 
homeschool curriculum? I would say maybe on some fringe areas. This is why we are Illinois Christian home educators. We have a biblical worldview. And folks who come to our conference here especially, they go through an interview process. We see what goes on in their curriculum. And so we might not catch everything, but we're pretty astute on making sure good materials get into our parents' hands and our kids' mind. And this is a battle, Monty. The curriculum, it is so important. Luke says, whoever our kids hang around, they're no, they're no better than their teacher. When they mature, they'll be just like their teacher. And it's not just the physical teacher that we're talking about, it's the curriculum that's being used as well. Are you having any trouble finding Christ-centered curriculum? Are your choices limited these days? Oh no, there's a plethora of opportunities out there. We've got probably 60 or 70 vendors here this year. Everything that you want is out there. And parents, I understand they are so intimidated by the thought of homeschooling. But folks, I will tell you up front, I was a public school teacher, as was my wife. and. It is a whole different paradigm. There's a, there's a joke that says, if you're a public school teacher and you decide to homeschool, don't give up hope. There's always hope down the road. Because it's a whole different way of thinking. It's not sitting down at the books all day. It's preparing for life. And that's the joy of what we do. It's not just the three R's. It's helping our kids understand the political system, to be involved in the economic system. It is so widely uh, based and also all the individual kids can be taught to their individual interests. This is Illinois Family Spotlight. Our conversation with Kirk Smith with Illinois Christian Home Educators continues after this. This is a deconversion story I can get into. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. With so many stories of ex-evangelicals and why they left the faith and celebrity Christians deconstructing their faith, including some formerly strong voices for Christianity in the church, it's important to note it's not just Christians walking away from their faith these days. Just last week, the Atheist in Kenya Society issued a regretful announcement that the secretary of their organization, Seth Mahiga, had resigned because, quote, he'd found Jesus Christ and is no longer interested in in promoting atheism. Praise God. This is also a reminder that Christ is building his church in places beyond the U.S. and North America. While we often talk of the growth of non-belief in the West, the Holy Spirit's working in places often ignored, drawing men and women and children to Christ. I pray that Mr. Mahiga will now follow the footsteps of Justin Martyr, St. Augustine, and C.S. Lewis, who all came to faith later in life, converting from other belief systems, and then were used by God to build his church. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. People are talking a lot about healthcare these days. There are so many changes, so many questions. As Christians, where can we turn for answers? Well, at Samaritan Ministries, we believe the answer is in Jesus Christ, working in the lives of his people, demonstrating Christian community by sharing each other's medical needs, scripturally, faithfully. Here's just part of Lana's story in her own words. I love getting the monthly share that I give to each month that has a name of a real person and their real medical concerns and a prayer request, you know, for them. That I get to interact with people from all over the country, just like me, and get to pray for them and know that they're praying for me when I have a need. It's great. I love it. Lana is just one of over 200,000 members who are sharing over $23 million in medical needs each month. If you'd like to experience what it's like to partner with other Christians for your health care needs, and you'd like to see what other members are saying, visit MySamaritanStory.org. This is Illinois Family Spotlight speaking to you 
from the Illinois Christian Home Educators Convention at Olivet Nazarene University in Bourbon A. And our guest is Kirk Smith, the executive director of ICHE. Kirk, a lot of people turning to home education, Christian schools because of what's happening in our government school system. But is it beyond the realm of possibility that home educators could someday be required to teach LGBT history, Planned Parenthood sex ed. Could a government crackdown kind of be in the offing? If they say, you want to uh, make sure your kids uh, graduate well, you have to have this in your curriculum. Everything's a possibility. Uh, we will never be out of the woods at all. Now, how do we keep that from happening? Again, being involved in the political process, I think educating people. Uh, I would encourage your people to connect with IFI. We get their uh, e-blasts throughout the week. And so I think some of the most concise writing out there on relevant topics. I'll use it for some of my messages, actually. And I think stay informed. You've got to stay informed in the process. And we cannot think this will not eventually attack us. We have got to stay vigilant. Uh, ICHE has a legislative task force. We stay very active in Springfield. We have very good relationships there and we want to continue that as well. We bring cherry pies once a year when COVID allows uh, and we want to keep doing that to just remind the legislators there we're saving the state of Illinois billions with a B, billions of dollars as homeschoolers. Plus, we're putting out kids who do better than the national average in educational and the various uh, subjects and disciplines. And so we want to encourage our uh, legislative bodies to keep on supporting and protecting our right to homeschool for the sake of our state. Now, there was a bill in the General Assembly, didn't make it to the governor's desk yet, but that would have given, I forget what agency, the power to look in on homeschoolers. They call it uh, private schools. Homeschoolers are considered private schools. In emergency situations, you think of COVID, etc. What about that? It is definitely still looming there. We've been working with that with our lobbyists as well as with HSLDA, Homeschool Legal Defense. Uh, we think there's some language there presently that protects homeschoolers. It won't be after us initially. But once again, there's amendments that can be added, and so we're trying to stay on top of that. But the point is, Monty, and you, this isn't your first rodeo, we can never let up. Uh, they have to get it right one time. We have to get it right every single time. Well, you say, well, we get tired of doing that, but folks, the stakes are so high. This is our future generations. I want my kids to grow up close to me, Monty. I want to be a part of my grandkids being homeschooled. And if the laws in Illinois would change, and there's already enough reasons to leave Illinois, if they mess up the homeschooling laws, that would, there'd be another exodus from this state. Well, the state has essentially treated homeschoolers pretty good, right, here? But what about the Biden administration? What's on their agenda for homeschooling? Well, we haven't seen anything direct out of D.C. yet. But once again, we know we know the trajectory. We cannot act like we don't see what's going on. And so we just have to stay, again, diligent in what we do. What would you say to this? Home education is just another example of white privilege. This is mostly for white, middle to upper income people and not for blacks and Hispanics. 
Well, I think they would just need to come down to Olivet and see the uh, various nationalities and ethnicities here. We have everybody from all walks of life, and it's really sweet to see. And especially in some minority communities, these folks are fighting an uphill battle uh, because of past scripting, but yet they're rising above what the government says, what agency says, where the money comes from at times, because they have come to realize the public school has not been a friend to the minorities. It's actually kept them pressed down where homeschooling lets your kids rise to unimaginable heights. Well, Illinois Family Institute is working with an organization called Public School Exit to help get kids out of the government school system and into good Christian homeschooling situations and into good Christian schools. You're all behind that effort. Absolutely. And again, I've never been anti-public school. I was a teacher. I know a lot of good teachers that are kind of like missionaries nowadays, but my friends, we cannot be blind to what's happening here, Monty. I mean, this is an aggressive attack on with the sex ed bills, different bills coming down the pike. They are not even disguising their hands. They're being very blatant about what they're planning on doing. And it's going to destroy the next generation if we don't rise up and say enough's enough, again, by voting, by being active, and if necessary, pulling our kids out to homeschool. We, we just believe homeschooling is the best scenario all the way around. A lot of people would say, yeah, you're right. Homeschooling would be best, but I don't have a clue about how to get started. Where do people start and are there mentors available? There are people in every town who homeschool and if you ask enough people, I know on our website we have a page for support groups in various uh, places cities around the state of Illinois. You come to conferences just like this. I just talked to a guy I met just a few months ago and they've started homeschooling and it's just been a glorious track for them. Resources there's no end to the resources out there. One of the best is our webpage at www.ice.org. How to begin, what homeschooling looks like. It just gives you the one, two, three, the basics. And my friends, I want people to know you can do this. This is not rocket science. I know you're told that uh, this is for the experts. Well, I was an expert, but I've seen parents from PhDs to uh, GEDs who do a great job homeschooling their kids and statistically speaking there's really no advantage in the parents educational uh, degree they all can do equally as well statistically speaking so I would encourage people get out there do some research and jump in for the sake of your children and your grandchildren well let's talk about grandchildren and grandparents what role do they play in home education grandparents are vital they can help make it or help break it. And they don't have to do the teaching, though they are a great resource to, uh, to talk with their kids about how they grew up, the history, how things have changed. A lot of grandparents are very involved politically. They can talk with their kids on that level as well. But above all, it's simply encouraging their children. There's an old t-shirt that has 10 slides and the 10th slide, which is the first slide, says you're homeschooling and the parents' hair is on end. And it goes to the first slide where the parents are bragging, oh, my kids are homeschooled because they see the difference. What do you say to a parent who is fearful? Look, I don't have a clue about how to teach algebra or physics or whatever. Well, it, from my experience with dealing with thousands of people, those folks do the best in the long haul. 
It's those folks who think they've got it all together who actually do the worst long haul. Really? Uh, absolutely. It's, it's amazing because number one, as, as a Judeo-Christian, we trust God. We depend upon Him. And secondly, we will ask other people, what works for you? I had a men's breakfast at 6.30 this morning and all these men were there and a wife just stopped me on the way here. And she said, it was so encouraging to my husband to hear what's being said and he got so much out of that time. And so people who are humble, Monty, they reach out and those are the ones that do well in the long haul. Homeschool co-ops, good idea. I think anything homeschooling, I'm for. Now we all, there's different models underneath the umbrella of homeschooling. There's a lot of different models. I'm all about homeschooling at, at any level, but there's something special when dad and mom spend time with their kids, not just with lessons, but especially with life. When that happens, everybody benefits. And I might also say that, you know, the Bible says that wisdom is justified by her children. And for me, that's going to be my grandkids, Monty. I can intimidate my kids to obey me right now, but they'll raise their kids how they really see life. And I trust that as we invest in them and share the why of homeschooling, because homeschooling, it's an amazing journey, folks. It really is. And it has far surpassed any ideas that we have when we started out. Simply put, it works. And if you do it, you'll find great satisfaction in it. We talked about parents and grandparents getting involved, but what about churches getting involved in home education? What role can they play? Churches can be vital because they can supply facilities for different homeschool organizations to use. And again, I think with some of the legislation coming on the pike, that might, that might affect some co-ops and some homeschool support groups. But churches, and I was a pastor for 25 years, Monty, and we had a huge group in ours. It's a win-win. If you are warm to homeschooling as a congregation, it will benefit you. And there's a lot of thoughts, you know, people are scared, some pastors are, are afraid that if they support homeschooling, they're saying no to public schooling. Don't put yourself in that situation. Just know that different folks in your congregation have different needs and they do things differently and try to minister to all of those because I have seen that homeschooling parents, they're involved, they wanna make a difference, they'll also help your church as well. There you go, thank you. You mentioned a couple times that you and your wife are former government school teachers. Probably went into that with uh, ideas that you could really make a difference. So what uh, led you out of that? You could be on a nice pension right now living in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, and I think about that sometimes. I've got to be honest. You know, I'm embarrassed to say this, Monty. I was an English teacher and coach. I had my kids write a paper once, how to commit the perfect murder. I'm ashamed of that. That was part of the curriculum where we were at. And I did, sadly, because I grew up in that system, I didn't think a thing about that. And now I look back and think, what in the world was I thinking? And I'm somebody who's serious about my faith. I just talked to someone just a few minutes ago. Uh, his wife went to college just uh, at 40 years of age. And the very first thing that the professor said was, the very first thing, brand new semester was, have you discovered that your parents have been lying to you all this time? The first comment out of the chute. And so we have to understand the government is, you know, with the new teaching guidelines as well, everything is shifting and it's not a good shift. And parents, 
I don't know what it will take for parents to make, it is a sacrifice, it is, there's a cost to homeschooling parents, and I will tell you that there is a cost to homeschooling, but I would also say there's a cost not to homeschool as well. The rewards. Absolutely, and Monty, I just shared with a lady for the last 15 minutes, I said it's surpassed all that we ever thought. You know, and people say, you know, what if you're not good at math? We're not a math family, we're a word family. My son is a chemical engineering major, doing well. Why? Because there's a place just right over there called Teaching Textbooks that we have used that's been a blessing for our family. The resources are there. It just takes parents that courageous step to say, let's do this. No regrets with homeschooling. Oh my, no regrets at all. There are so many things that we, we didn't anticipate, Monty. This was not a well, deeply thought out, we studied, because back then there wasn't that much information about homeschooling. We just saw it as the biblical normative. We looked at Deuteronomy chapter six, and it says, teach your kids when you rise, when you lay down, when you sit, and when you walk. That encompasses most of the day. And so if we're going to obey Deuteronomy chapter six, how could we in good conscience say, let's send them off to somebody else from 7.30 until maybe 6.30 with extracurricular activities and say that we're obeying that verse. We couldn't do it. State would like to have them for more hours. Oh, they'd like to have them full time, I think. And I, I don't know if parents understand that. I, I think that we trust people and I love that generosity of spirit, but today, it's naive. That's right. All right. We talked about folks who are considering homeschooling, fearful of homeschooling. They want to get involved. But what about the homeschoolers who have been active in it and they're fairly successful? Give me a tip about how they can make their homeschooling experience even better. Well, that's a great comment you just made there, Monty. Search those people out. Homeschoolers are so happy to help one another. We've had folks come in for the entire weekend. We have a large, we have 11 kids, and people want to see what that looks like. And so they've come for the weekend just to spend time with us and ask us how and why that we do that. And every, every town in, in America, every town in Illinois has homeschoolers. I mean, even Bone Gap, you know, population 15, we have homeschoolers. And find those people, search them out and ask, why and how, and they'll be more than willing to share, not just their successes, and there's many of those, but also their failures. That's what we talked about in our men's group this morning, where we failed at as fathers, and boy, that just draws people together. How do you have time to homeschool with 11 kids? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my wife does a great job. But you know, we do life together, Monty. It's not just sitting down for an hour here, an hour there. Our kids spend time with us. When they work out, they're listening to Rush Limbaugh or Ben Shapiro. That's their workout stuff. They listen to history as they work out. On the back of our commode, we have a, a big history book, and they're required to read that when they go in there. So there's all sorts of ways to handle this. There's more than one way to skin a cat. There you go. <laughs> Maybe a little more than I wanted to know. <laughs> Kirk, if people want to get involved with uh, homeschooling and Illinois Christian home educators, what should they do? Go to our website at www.ice.org. There's a little green box in the upper left-hand corner about receiving our e-blast. You'll get all the information. I do a five-minute video every week on various things from people skills to teaching your kids how to love the Lord to everything but math. I don't do math. That's not my forte. 
but that's the best way to get involved and then come to our activities folks uh, we have them all throughout the year I'll give you a personal invitation to come to our farm in Bone Gap on, on August the 14th we'll have about 400 homeschoolers there we'll have a wonderful wonderful time that by the way is where my daughter met her future husband so we'll guarantee you a spouse for your future as well all right where in the world is Bone Gap it is it is in God's country, about five hours south of Chicagoland. Thank you so much. Kirk Smith, Illinois Christian Home Educators. Go to the website, get involved, maybe know someone who needs to homeschool. Get your kids out of the public school system. This is a good place to start. All right, thank you so much for tuning in to Illinois Family Spotlight. Tell your family and friends about Spotlight. Do support the work in the Illinois Family Institute. And stay healthy, stay active. And God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.